Consciously inflected and so immune to definitive resolution. The answer is not simple, and many of the common ideas about the origins and nature of our current impasse over sexuality, the virtual civil war that has come to seem such a disheartening and permanent part of our nation's social and political fabric, are simply incorrect. Some argue that this impasse results from fissures that opened after the sexual revolution of the 1960s, but conflicts like these have a far longer history. Many see the conflict as pitting religious people against sexual freedom, and some religious people similarly see a secular crusade against religious liberty. But neither explanation really illuminates the ferocious controversies over issues ranging from birth control to same-sex marriage. To fully comprehend how we got to this divisive and seemingly intractable culture war over sexuality, we have to come to terms with a deeply historical religious preoccupation with sex and understand how it has shaped subsequent American political debates over women's rights, gender roles, and sexual mores. That preoccupation emerged out of the long history of Christianity and was made all the more powerful by entrenched notions both overt and unspoken, that Christian morality should provide the basis for our nation's law and politics. Certainly, religious leaders outside Christianity have also been involved, sometimes deeply, in these huge debates over morality, sexual behavior, and gender roles. But for most of U.S. history, until quite recently, Christians played a dominant role in American life. So, too, Christians across the Protestant-Catholic divide on the full range of traditionalist to progressive have predominated as those most vigorously connecting sex and politics and waging the most passionate battles in this arena. Many citizens have believed that sexual morality consists of a system of values that must be guarded and preserved for the greater social good. But whether those values focus on obedience to traditional family norms or on freedom of sexual expression and relations has grown into a source of profound division, even within American Christianity itself. Indeed, by the time the Obergefell decision came down, the rupture between Christian antagonists in the sex wars felt irremediable. One could plausibly argue that American Christianity had flat-out split into two virtually non-overlapping religions. Moral combat tells a story of the steady breakdown since the early 20th century of a one-time Christian consensus about sexual morality and gender roles and of the battles over sex among self-professed Christians and between some groups of Christians and non-Christians that resulted. That consensus was both Christian and national, as Christians overwhelmingly dominated the nation numerically and in terms of influence for most of its history. Up through the end of the 19th century, whatever else Americans disagreed about, slavery, states' rights, urbanization, immigration, labor laws, most accepted and took for granted as natural, a sexual order in which men were heads of households, Wives were to submit to husband's authority, and monogamous heterosexual marriage was the only sanctioned site for sexual relations. Those who broke the rules were punished or shunned, as when early New England courts prosecuted sodomy, adultery, and divorce, or when communities rejected groups that forswore monogamous wedlock in favor of communal celibacy, shakers, 
polygamy, some Mormons, complex marriage, the Oneida community, or free love, various associations others deemed cults. The modern women's rights movement, above all, the push for women's right to vote, prompted a crisis for those shared assumptions. Slowly but relentlessly, the old unanimity splintered, with some Christians embracing new ideas regarding women's rights and roles, and others redoubling their efforts to preserve the old sexual order. Women's increasing presence in the workforce and growing access to contraceptive technologies further sundered this consensus. Again, many Christians staunchly resisted change. Others hailed it as a step on the long march to justice. Like the wider populace, American Christians, who remain profoundly influential a century after suffrage, notwithstanding the growth of religious diversity and secularization.